Welcome to Transformation. This is farm broadcaster Don Wick with the latest edition in our podcast series, Transformation, made possible through a grant from the North Dakota Department of Agriculture. Visit the North Dakota Department of Agriculture website and search for the Farm and Ranch Stress Assistance Network. You'll find resources on everything from counseling services to financial management and mediation. Support is available. Our guest today, Becky Cop dunham Becky is a therapist with a special focus on issues related to farm stress with her work through the Farm to Farm Therapy Program. Becky and her husband also farm. Becky, we had a decent harvest. Farm income generally uh, is positive, yet I'm continuing to hear tragic stories out in farm country. Tell me, are you seeing the same thing? Are you hearing the same thing? Um, we are. You know, the financial stress is, seems to be a constant topic of conversation with the people that I work with. It just sort of varies in form. But um, like you said, crops coming in at uh, pretty good prices, but then um, the the cost to operate went up. And then also I've been hearing people talk about it's difficult to reinvest in their farm because they there isn't availability of um, the different tractors and implements and things um, or end parts are also difficult to find. So some frustration there with um, trying to invest in their farms, but then they can't get the equipment that they need in order to do that. I also think of this interest environment that we're in, uh, interest rates going up. There's a a lot of younger farmers that have never been through uh, a cycle of high interest rates. And we know farmers are are pretty dependent on on credit. How's that dynamic impacting our, our producers? You know, I think that's one thing that has been, I guess, interesting over the wor- over the years that I've been working with farmers and ranchers is it seems like that there's a constant threat. I mean, I, I don't know if I want to use the word constant, but it feels like it, a constant threat of worry financially. And there's just so many moving parts, right, to a, to a farming and ranching operation. And like you said, many operate on credit and, you know, now we've got high interest rates. And there just seems like there's always such a variety of things that, that impact a farm's financial state that are outside of the, the farmer's control, which is really the the big piece of it, right, is that it's outside of their control and it's nothing that they can that they can change, and that's what makes it so difficult. Well, farming's more than just a job. We know it's uh, it's part of our identity. It's it's part of who we are, and that's that's different than many other parts of uh, of the job world. It is absolutely, and I think that's part of where I feel like sometimes people need to be. Uh, people outside of farming and ranching or egg-related industries need to be educated about because it's, you know, I've heard many times people sort of flippantly say, I don't, I don't understand why they just don't get a different job. Like, if it's so hard, just get out of it and get a different job. And I, I just think that it's just so short-sighted. They just do not understand. Like you said, this isn't a job. It's a, it's a way of life. It's our identity. It's our community. Um, and it's our legacy. Uh, so it, it isn't just get a different job. It isn't as simple as that. Legacy, legacy is a good word. Uh, farming's a, a family business. I know I think uh, often farmers feel responsible for the generation that's coming behind them as well as the the generation that uh, that was before them. That that has to add to the pressure. Absolutely. You know, I've, I've um, in the people that I've worked with, you know, talking about the the weight on their shoulders of that and, you know, the worry of, am I going to be the one to lose this farm? 
you know, generations of farm before me, am I going to be the one that can't pull this off? And the weight on their shoulders just to get to be tremendous, tremendous. In some cases, family members can, working with family can be the, the best thing ever, but in other situations, it can be, can be very difficult. How, how do you maneuver through something like that? You know, it, it is definitely challenging. There are, you know, obviously, I don't mean to overgeneralize or stereotype farm and ranch families, but of the ones that I work with, communication is definitely difficult for many of them. Um, obviously, for non-farm and ranch families as well, communication can be difficult with family. Um, but I feel like there's some some things like, you know, for families that maybe have don't have a succession plan um, or they're working on that plan and there's some hurt feelings or it's just, it's just such a combination of different emotions. And when you don't have the communication skills in place to navigate that, it can be really, really challenging. And that's when I, I feel that, um, you know, the, the professionals that help with succession planning or therapists such as myself, I feel like that's really when we can be beneficial because, you know, it's sort of that elephant in the room. We all know what's going on, but and we know we should talk about it, but we don't until we're with maybe someone who can help facilitate that. And I, I found a lot of success in that. It doesn't take the heart away so much as having someone like myself or, um, in the case of succession planning, having a professional that does that. It just sort of helps um, facilitate that conversation, guide it and direct it and sort of lay some ground rules to, to just support the success of that. There's certainly a reluctancy to to talk about some of these kind of issues. How do we get past that? You know, that I think has been one of the the biggest um, obstacles, I guess, of this work is reframing this. And you know, I I can get people to readily admit how stressful farming and ranching is. I mean, that that isn't a problem at all. It's what we do about it. That's kind of where the sticking point um, has been. Of uh, yes, it's it's stressful, but I can handle it. And I'm like, I know you can handle it. I, I have faith in you, but you don't have to handle it by yourself. And so it's it's getting them to a point. And I think one of the nice things about, um, you know, when we can get people to a point of opening up to the possibility of a therapist, and, you know, I'm a strong um, advocate for ag-informed providers. Um, and so when you get someone who understands what you're going through and can help facilitate that communication, and so I... I feel like a lot of the farm and ranch families I work with don't have a lot of practice in their communication skills, and it just hasn't been part of um, hasn't been part of how they were raised, I guess, if we want to say it that way. And so they they feel like they struggle with that a bit. And well, I don't know, I don't know what to say. I don't, you know, I don't know what I would say. And you know, trust the trust the people that you're working with. That's what we do. We can help you with that. We can help facilitate that communication. And you don't have to come in pre-planned on what you're going to say. We'll guide you through that. That term I find interesting, ag-informed provider. Um, we all know that farming and ranchers, uh, we, we speak our own language. Uh, does that influence really the, the willingness to, to to sit down with a therapist? I, I certainly think it, it does for some people. I mean, I've had um, different people that have found their way to me and uh, I had one person in particular said, you know, Becky, we tried, we tried uh, another therapist, but we spent so much time even explaining why things were stressful or, or like why this dynamic was difficult in our family. And he said, we just had to lay too much groundwork and it just was too, 
too much of a barrier in that situation. And I'm, I, I feel like there's, for therapists, we all have our areas where we sort of have our, I mean, our expertise, I guess, if we want to say. And I feel like being an egg informed is critical in working with that population group. Because like you said, we, we do sort of have our own language and certainly schedules, right? Like understanding schedules and that a work day is not a typical, you know, eight to five and the seasonality of the work and the impact of outside influences on the success of your farmer ranch that have nothing to do with how hard you've worked. Um, and so I think there's some real special dynamics within that, that it's very helpful to have someone who's egg informed. How e- how easy, how difficult is it to find someone that uh, that fits that description? You know, I, I wish I could tell you we have this great database of providers that are egg informed, but really, how do you measure that? And so I think it's it's important for, you know, if the person chooses to seek out um, a therapist and that is something that's important to them, that is that's part of that reaching out and being able to ask that question and say, does this person have any egg background or experience with egg? And it's it's okay when you're when you're going to connect with a provider or, or looking to connect with a provider to ask those questions because it is for many people critical to their success and you're absolutely within your rights to ask those questions. And so, you know, at Together Counseling Group we have several of us that have, you know, I'm I'm married to a farmer and we live on a farm and um, we have someone who was raised on a dairy farm and, and another person who was raised on a ranch out west and I, I feel like having that um, that background is, is absolutely helpful and we're out there. They just we maybe require you know a little digging in order to find um, egg informed providers, but also in the areas in which people live, if they if they have providers around them to ask those questions and be comfortable asking that and seeking that out. What what kind of we talk about stressors? What uh, what are some of the things that, that you're seeing as as you talk to the ag community today? Um, you know, finances is always a, a topic um, of conversation. People were very happy, for the most part, with um, their how their crops turned out this last growing season. Um, some concern now about um, just the input costs and with struggling to reinvest in their farm because of the lack of um, equipment available to purchase within a timely fashion. And so some stressors there about wanting to reinvest in their farm, but how do you do that when um, some of the resources aren't available? Um, and I think, you know, weather is always a topic of conversation, uh, you know, too much rain, too little rain, um, things like that are, are often a topic, less less so obviously this time of year, but for those people that have um, animal chores to do, right, this certainly can provide some challenging um some challenges in trying to get those animals fed and cared for with this uh, as much snow as we have right now. Um, I do hear more about relationship strain, um, and that really can be from a variety of things, you know, perhaps with the farmer spending more time inside now, um, you know, obviously not working the fields, and that can sometimes cause a strain, um, but also the opposite, right? During planting or harvest, working long hours, they're not around as much, that can cause a strain. Um, health issues can come up, um, and again, you know, we talked about the, the financial stuff and then also um, succession planning or lack of um, has been a, a topic of conversation as well, that 
seems like the the movement from generation to generation for some families can really really be a sticking point. How do we recognize uh, those signs of of stress within ourselves or maybe in in others within our our family or, or folks that we know? Well, I think being willing to ask the question about how someone's doing and really stopping to listen to their answer and not letting them get away with fine, right? Because we live in the land of fine. How are you? Fine. And we it's almost like an automatic response. We don't even really think about what we're saying. Or maybe that person isn't someone you would feel comfortable sharing any more details with, which, you know, certainly is understandable as well. But if it's someone that you have a connection to and something's just telling you that something is off there, taking the time to ask and maybe persistently ask and truly listen to their response and maybe doing a little bit of digging. And, you know, sometimes when you you get that sense that something's off, but you don't want to be nosy or intrusive or whatever, I think a great way of framing it is, I wonder if, right? And so if you're with someone and you just kind of feel like something's off and, you know, I, I just kind of noticed you've seemed a little off lately. I wonder if you're okay. And it can be as simple as that. Or, um, you know, you, you seem kind of off and maybe it's more serious than that, right? And so using the words, perhaps you're concerned about their safety and that they're going to try to kill themselves. And, I mean, that that happens. And so being able to say, I care about you and I'm concerned and I wonder if you're thinking about killing yourself or if you have a plan to kill yourself. And it, it sounds like a lot to say those words, but it can make all the difference um, when someone actually is actively suicidal, that someone took the time to use the words, ask the question and listen for the answer and then help them follow up. We have that new suicide 988 number. Is that uh, gaining any traction? You know, from... From, I've, I've heard some about it. I think, you know, having a um, having the hotline isn't new. It's just that the number changed. Mm-hmm. And so I think I think that people have done a nice job of making that um, widely known, the number known, and having it so similar to, you know, we're all familiar with 911. And so having it so similar to a 911 number, um, to me, feels like it, it really helped it settle in as something that's going to really take off. But for people to know, there is the 988 number, but they also have on their website where you can chat and there's a text line. Because a lot of people, um, it feels intimidating to actually talk to someone on a phone. And so they prefer to chat or to text and just to know that that's available too. Good point. Are there other resources uh, that folks should be looking to? You know, I think... For your local communities, keep an eye out. You know, our um, the local extension agents have access to, NDSU just has some fantastic resources for their farm and ranch stress. And so if you have the ability to go just Google NDSU farm and ranch stress, you're going to come across their resources. The local extension agents are either equipped with or have access to those resources. They also, um, Together Counseling is a grant partner with NDSU, and so they also can help facilitate a referral to our agency if that's something that um, somebody is seeking. We also, uh, in partnership with NDSU, have um, a small brochure. We call it our bootstrap brochure. It's uh, available on our websites, NDSU and Together Counseling, or Farm to Farm ND is, is a farm branch of Together Counseling's website. And it's just a nice pocket-sized brochure. It's discreet but yet packed full of resources and information. And so it's something that's easy to share, to put near the 
cash register at the local gas station, pin it to the bulletin board in your grocery store as you're walking in. Um, it's just, it's nice, portable, but yet discreet and, and full of information. And so keeping that in mind is a, is a resource to have on hand to share when needed. Important topic, Becky. I appreciate the chance to connect. Any any takeaway messages, any final thoughts that we should uh, should have with us? You know, I think when, when people ask me about dealing with stress and coping with stress, I want people to, to spend some time thinking about their why. And so why they are are farming or why they are ranching. And sometimes when we, we have our vision so narrowed to the current stressor, we miss our big picture of why we're doing this and we kind of get consumed with the current stressor. There's always going to be something going on, right? Like, I mean, there just is. That's just the nature of things. And so really take the time to connect to your why because that can really be the motivator to get you through those hard times. It keeps your eyes on the horizon. Our thanks to Becky Cop dunham Funding for this episode provided by the North Dakota Department of Agriculture and its Farm and Ranch Stress Assistance Network. A reminder, if the stresses of agriculture are overwhelming, crisis line services and counseling is available immediately. Call 701-235-7335 or 211. The North Dakota Department of Agriculture website also has resources regarding credit matters, farm management skills, and a whole lot more. A reminder, you can hear all of our Transformation podcasts online at rrfn.com forward slash transformation. Transformation is also available on all the other places you'll typically find podcasts. Thanks for listening. Until next time, I'm Don Wick.